Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 895. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at Rabbi Yismach at Take10FortTorah.org. Today's 10 represents the very first day of Hanukkah. Sorry for the hiatus, but uh, hopefully we're back in business. So to begin, I want to talk about Hanukkah in a larger sense. Hanukkah and Purim, actually. Hanukkah and Purim, we know, are the two rabbinic holidays. As opposed to all of the holidays that are written in the Torah, the events that surround the holidays, the eventual holidays of Purim and Hanukkah happen much later. Of course, we know the events that surround Purim happen between the two Batei Mikdashot, between the first temple and the second temple, and the events of Hanukkah happen about midway through the time of the second temple. So Hanukkah happens second, Purim happens first, and in each situation the rabbis decide that these historical moments are important enough to recall through ritual observances. So with that in mind, I want you to think about Purim first. We know the story of Purim, and we know how it ends with the celebration of the victory over Haman and those who would rise against the Jewish people. And so the Megillah describes what they created was the following. There were days of Mishteh v'simcha u'mishloach manos ish l'reyehu u'matanas le'avyonim. So at the end of Purim, the upshot of that story was to be Mishteh v'simcha, rejoicing, and uh, Mishteh, like an actual physical feast, u'mishloach manos ish l'reyehu, the sending of presents one to the other, u'matanas le'avyonim, and gifts for the poor. That was the structure of what we know as the observances of Purim. There are four mitzvahs on Purim. There's Mishloach Manos, there's Matanos Yonim, there's Mishteh, there's this uh, Suda, this meal that we have, the celebratory meal. And of course, there's Mikra Megillah reading the story itself. But we find when we refer to Hanukkah, something very different occurred. There is no obligation to create a Suda, there's no obligation to create a festive meal, there's no obligation to read any particular text. Rather, there's something else entirely. And I want to share that with you. The Gemara in Shabbos, Tafchafala from Edbeis, says, My Hanukkah, what is Hanukkah? What did we do? Where did this come from? That on the 25th day of Kislev are the days of Hanukkah. There are eight of them. And on those days, this is really quoting the oldest source about Hanukkah. And all the rules are, is the lola misbad behon, behon. You can't uh, make eulogy. You can't eulogize somebody if, God forbid, somebody passes away on those days. And you can't fast on those days because they're a holiday. Then it goes on to tell the story. When the Greeks took over the Beis Hamikdash and the sanctuary itself, so they made impure all of the oil. When the Chashmanayim beat them back and were victorious and took back the Beis Hamikdash and the Heichel, they checked and inspected and they could only find one jar of shemen, which was sealed with the seal of the Kohen Gadol. And as the famous story goes, they only had enough for one day, perhaps they had even less than enough for one day, but they only had enough, definitely not for eight, the time that it would take to be able to manufacture new oil, and so they lit the one that they had, and and it lit eight days. And so, in the next year, in response to these events, they said, hey, this is the date, the 25th day of Kislev, which marks this event, the oil that was only supposed to light for one day, ended up lighting for eight days, so what did they do? They they made a holiday out of it, the Hallel the Hoda. 
And the way it's described is they made a holiday of Hallel, which is praise, v'hodah, and thanks. So as opposed to the language that we find in Megillas Esther, where the rabbis made a holiday, and they wanted to mark the events of Purim, and those were marked with mishteh v'simcha, with rejoicing, with feasting, with simcha, here it seems to be a little bit more intellectual. It's Hallel v'hodah, it's praise, it's thanks, it's more of an intellectual involvement than a physical involvement. Okay, as we know, in Al-Hanisim, where we describe the miracles themselves, so it describes how we took back the Beis HaMikdash, and again, it says l'hodah se'ul hallel. So the question, of course, is why this very drastic difference? Why is Purim so physical in its celebration, and why is Hanukkah so cerebral? in its rituals, right? There's very little that we do that involves feasting. The Shulchan Aruch actually talks about the riboy sudos shemarben vahem heim sudos harashus. The fact that we get together for Hanukkah parties and we make a suda, that's not a mitzvah. And later, the Ramah says that it's actually possibly a suda because it relates to the days that the Mishkan had been um, had been set up. And so there was a, there's a reason to party because of the Mishkan was completed and the Mishkan was finished. So maybe if you talk about that and add divrei Torah, then it becomes a sudas mitzvah, a mitzvah, a rejoicing, a feast relating to a mitzvah, but naturally that doesn't seem to be the observance, and the question is why. So there are a few famous answers. One of the famous answers is the answer of the Lavush. The Lavush, quoted in the Mishnah Bura, says, very simple. In the story of Purim, we had the classic scenario that the Jews have undergone so many times throughout their history. They tried to kill us, we survived, let's eat. There was an existential, physical existential crisis where we really were under risk that they wanted to wipe out the Jewish people entirely, and we were able to walk away victorious. We survived. And so with that physical deliverance, we have a physical celebration. Whereas Hanukkah, Hanukkah is actually very unique amongst all the holidays. Amongst all of the holidays on the Jewish calendar where they tried to kill us, we survived, let's eat. That's actually not true of Hanukkah. Nobody tried to kill us. As we say in Al-Hanisim, what tried, what they attempted to do was l'hashkicham Torah to make us forget the Torah. The, the attempt was made to forcibly assimilate the Jews to really become like everybody else. That is very different than an existential crisis. Our lives were never at risk. Our religion was at risk. We fought back, and in being victorious, we, of course, uh, took back the Beis HaMikdash and fought for those values and principles that we hold dear. And so that's the story of Hanukkah. And so to one, which is a physical deliverance, our bodies, our lives, our very being was saved. We have a very physical ritual, which is involved as the, uh, the ritual of the day, and that's mishteh v'simcha, feasting and rejoicing. Whereas, when it comes to the more intellectual and more cerebral, the idea that I didn't lose my faith, I didn't lose my belief, I didn't lose my practices, that we have halal v'hodah, more of an intellectual involvement. That's the opinion of the Lavosh. The Taz is actually a little bit uncomfortable with this. The Taz says, I don't understand, there was a physical threat as well when it came to the story of Hanukkah. We went to war with the Greeks. We had a battle, people, you know, lost their lives, and that being the case, so how could you say there was no physical threat? So he says the truth is, the difference is, one of the miracles made the story, and that's really the story of why we light candles, the extension of one 
night's oil lasting through eight days, that's what made it more of a significant thing. That was more publicized, and that's why that miracle specifically is what we are drawn to in the story of Hanukkah. That's why we have this intellectual response as opposed to the physical response of Purim. The Bach says, he says, you know, the difference is, if you take a look at the sin in the first place, the sin of Purim was a sin of the Jews partaking in the Suda of Achashverosh. They atoned for partaking in the Suda and the meal of Achashverosh, which probably was inappropriate for them to go to because it celebrated the destruction of the Temple, or for whatever other reason it was inappropriate. They had to fast and, and do all of those things to do tshuva, and so we remember that Suda through the specific Suudos of Purim. And so it's a specific element to Purim that we have Suda, whereas we do not have that element on Hanukkah. Others suggest that it's because of the Suda of Esther. Esther made all of it happen in these few little Suudos, these meals that she invited Achashverosh and Haman to, probably not even knowing herself what she was planning on doing. And so within that Suda, we replicate those moments. And so that's why Suda is specifically a ritual of Purim, but it's not a ritual of Hanukkah. That's another approach. Others understand that there's actually a qualitative difference. Some think that Purim is better in some way than Hanukkah, and then there's a whole discussion about how could that be? What is worse? Is it worse to have a physical threat, or is it worse to have a religious threat? What is actually the bigger deal, and what is the bigger threat? Many understand that Purim is greater in some way. Purim is a greater miracle because we have the Suda. But others understand that, no, there's just sort of a separateness but equality between the two of them. They're ritualized in different ways, but not that one of them is better than the other. There are other alternative opinions that are offered. Some people think, of course, in the story of Hanukkah, there are actually people who were killed in battle. We can't really celebrate that with Mishtab Simcha. We probably... These different rituals aren't making a statement about better or worse, but what they are telling us is about the nature of the day. We walk into Hanukkah, we're looking to have an intellectual experience. Yeah, we're looking to have some jelly donuts, and we're looking to have some latkes, and we're looking to have those wonderful Hanukkah sugar cookies, but we're looking to take something out of the holiday. We're looking to take praise and thanksgiving, and as the course of these days and these classes go on, perhaps we'll address some of those individually. So good luck, and have a happy Hanukkah.